What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. On today's show, we got tons of recruiting news to get you updated on, including uh, South Carolina and Georgia picking up some big additions. We've got some SEC hoops news with the Big 12 SEC Challenge set for next season. And the College World Series gets underway. We have a roundtable discussion to preview the bracket out in Omaha. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start with Alabama and Texas. Little news there is Texas football announced this week that their week two game against Alabama, officially a sellout. Wondering why it took this long. Uh, It will be the first meeting between the schools since Alabama's 2009-2010 national championship win over Texas when Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson led the tie to a beatdown of the Longhorns. Crimson Tide, considered one of the top five teams in the country. They'll be going to Austin in September. Tide, of course, bringing back the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young. Texas is going to be looking very different than they did the last time they were on the field. Quinn Ewers, their five-star redshirt freshman quarterback that started at Ohio State last year, he is now there. And high expectations for Quinn Ewers in Austin, so we will see what Steve Sarkeesian's group looks like this year, but uh, going to be a fun one. Alabama will face Texas week two after they play Utah State in Tuscaloosa to start their season. The Longhorns, they will host their second straight game to start the year, taking on Louisiana Monroe in week one. Speaking of Alabama, some of their players, uh, new additions, making some changes with their numbers. Uh, running back Jameer Gibbs, he has changed his number from 13 to number one. And Terry and Arnold changed his number from 12 to three. So with Jameer Gibbs going from 13 to one, 13 now available. Freshman wide receiver Aaron Anderson will change from 83 to number 13. So long story short, you maybe just want to have a roster sheet available when Alabama hits the field to get ready for fall ball. But uh, nonetheless, Anderson was a pretty big-time recruit, number 16 overall wide receiver and from the state of Louisiana in the 2022 recruiting class. Florida will be heading into year one under Billy Napier, and fans still trying to figure out what the expectations will be for year one. A six and seven year last year, which resulted in a coaching change, uh, obviously, Fans expecting a turnaround and much better product under Billy Napier. But on Thursday, Florida announced a date and opponent for their annual homecoming game. It'll be held Saturday, October 8th in the Swamp. It will be against Missouri. So homecoming for Florida this year against Missouri. 
be an f- uh, interesting one between those two schools. Meanwhile, Texas A&M, they announced that they're going to have some additional tailgating options and amenities for the upcoming football season. They announced this week there will be more space. They will have a lake for catch-and-release fishing, an amphitheater, and a creamery among the new features. The Aggie Park Project will include dedicated media utilities for national broadcasts, The renovation has taken nearly three years, but now includes an online reservation system for Aggie Park on game days. No longer will the area be part of a land rush in which fans responding to a bullhorn at noon a day before the game take off running to claim their spot. Instead, all tailgating in Aggie Park will be some free, free and some paid. It will require making reservations through the tailgating vendor. change expected to make it more convenient for fans and out-of-town Aggies equal access to spots but uh, a lot of interesting stuff there how about that you could go fishing on game day in College Station very interesting stuff meanwhile over at Georgia Todd Hartley their tight ends coach going to be getting a pay raise Georgia and Kirby Smart gave Todd Hartley a contract extension through the 2024 season, or 2023-2024 season, which will pay him $650,000 a year. That's an increase from his previous salary of $450,000. That report coming from Dog Nation. The new deal makes Hartley the highest paid tight ends coach in the country. That does not have the title of OC or uh, co-offensive coordinator. The contract was signed by Hartley on April 18th, just two days after Georgia wrapped up spring practice. The buyout on the deal also jumps from 20% to 50%. Hartley has been at Georgia since early 2019. They've had three tight ends drafted in the NFL since. And, of course, got a good group here currently with Brock Bowers, who was the freshman all-everything last year. Darnell Washington, Oscar uh, Delp. And, of course, Eric Gilbert, who wide receiver slash tight end, however they're categorizing him right now. But uh, a really good group, so you can see why Todd Hartley getting the bump in pay speaking of georgia on the recruiting front picking up a big name this week aj harris a five-star corner out of the state of alabama number five player at his position in the country he committed this week to georgia making the announcement on social media on thursday he had 37 offers was recruited by fran brown and del mcgee at georgia six foot one 180 pounds number five state uh player in the state of alabama Tons of different offers, but uh, projects, according to 24-7 Sports, projects as a versatile secondary defender, and uh, that's a big pickup for Kirby Smart and company. Meanwhile, over at South Carolina, Shane Beamer, they picked up a new commitment this week in Jalen Kilgore, committing to South Carolina. He's from the state of Georgia, listed at six foot two, 195 pounds, rated a three-star, number 43 recruit out of the state of Georgia number 44 safety and the Gamecocks with Jalen Kilgore in now have six commitments for their 2023 recruiting class Mike Leach doing a little recruiting work as well on Wednesday they picked up defensive back Kelly Jones from the state of Mississippi shared the news on social media he's their second commitment on the week of the week on Monday Dante Kelly a six foot three 200 pound athlete out of the state of Mississippi, pledged to go play for Mike Leach's group. So the Bulldogs now have six commitments for their 2023 class. 
Uh, Kelly Jones, by the way, does not have any ratings from 24-7 sports or rivals. Did have a scholarship offer from Arkansas State, but uh, he committed to play at Mississippi State. Over at LSU, Brian Kelly getting his roster set for year one. And you know the May 1st deadline has already passed for players who want to enter the transfer portal without having to sit out a year, but players can still decide to transfer. On Thursday, on three sports reported, LSU D lineman Sony Fanua has decided to transfer. He came to LSU ahead of the 2019 season from JUCO, played in four games in 2019, 2020, played in seven games this past year, recorded 27 tackles, half a sack, and a pass breakup. So we will see where Sony Fanua ends up, but will not be at LSU. Meanwhile, over at Missouri, Eli Drinkwitz hit the transfer portal. Former Oregon defensive tackle Christian Williams announced he is committed to play at Missouri. He did not participate in Oregon's spring practice or their spring game, so his entry in the portal, not a surprise, according to Ducks Wire. Six foot three, 290 pounds, played in 24 games for Oregon at 25 tackles, uh, 16 of those just last season. But he's entering his fourth year of college football, will have three years to play after he redshirted in 2019 and then used the waiver during the COVID year. Made four starts in his time at Oregon. So Christian Williams, big off uh, defensive tackle, heading to Missouri. And one more quick note on Alabama's Schedule. They have added a couple of uh, non uh, or FCS opponents to their schedule, according to FCS schedules. Alabama's agreed to a contract to host Eastern Illinois in Tuscaloosa in 2025. Uh, and then they will also host UT Martin in 2028. So a couple of future games there for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll continue with some around the conference news and notes, including some SEC hoops news with the uh, Big 12 SEC challenge matchups being announced for later this year. More on that right after we tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Of course, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including you got uh, all the uh, different playoffs going on, the NHL, NBA, MLB, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Go to their website right now. You can do so on your mobile device. Learn all about the trends and action. Bookmark it in your phone. Should be the first website you go to every day to start your day. Bet online. It is where the game starts. along here, Locked On SEC, and quick note, uh, our folks here at Locked On have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so you can learn, we can learn more about our listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. It's your opportunity. Tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. Won't take you very long. Everyone that completes a survey qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. Take our audience survey. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. 
appreciate your help. All right, let's jump back into a plenty to discuss going around the conference. And we do have a little uh, news on the recruiting front just in terms of uh, Arch Manning making a visit, and he will be heading to Texas in the next few days. The pitch for the Longhorns. They want to tell Arch that he could play for offensive guru Steve Sarkeesian and create a legacy for himself at Texas. Of course, Texas hired Sarkeesian to uh, be a big-time coach and go get big-time players like Arch Manning. He has developed and coached a lot of different quarterbacks in the past. Carson Palmer, Matt Leinert, Jake Locker, Mark Sanchez, Tua Tagovailoa, and Mac Jones, just a few guys who Sarkeesian has gotten drafted in the early rounds of the NFL draft. Manning, just like Quinn Ewers, has a statue waiting for him. If he can help turn around the Longhorns, Texas is going to give him their best pitch this weekend. So, Arch Manning going to Texas. Will it be enough? Either way, kid's going to find himself playing in the SEC either sooner or later. If he goes to Alabama, if he goes to Georgia, or if he goes to Texas, they'll be coming to the SEC down the road. Some other notes around the conference, the uh, College World Series happening this weekend, and their uh, annual Directors' Cup standings are coming into focus. The SEC leading the way in the top 25 among standings at Factor Sports across the board. At the conference level, the SEC leads all Division I conferences with seven schools in the top 25. Florida ranks fifth, Kentucky ranks seventh, Arkansas ranks eighth, Tennessee 16th, Alabama 19th, LSU 20th, and Georgia 21st. Now, Texas currently leading the country. Top five rounds out with Stanford, Michigan, Ohio State, and Florida. Baseball still needs to finish. Both Texas and Stanford competing in the College World Series. There are not enough points remaining for Stanford to catch the Longhorns. Points-wise, overall 19 sports are counted in the final D1 standings. So, if you care about that sort of thing... There you go. Some uh, SEC hoops news coming out as the Big 12 SEC Challenge has been announced for next season. Last year, the SEC won the annual 10-game event six games to four over the Big 12 with Auburn, Arkansas, Alabama, Florida, Ole Miss, and Kentucky all winning. Now the field has been set for 2023. If you look at the list, Arkansas, they will head to Baylor. Kansas will head to Kentucky. Tennessee will host Texas. Those are three of the really big ones. And then I think some very interesting matchups with Texas Tech at LSU, Ole Miss going to Okie State, Auburn at West Virginia, Florida at Kansas State, Iowa State at Mizzou, TCU at Mississippi State. Those are some really interesting games and going to be fun to see how the SEC competes once again against the Big 12. Funny thing is a couple of these schools, at least Texas at Tennessee, and Alabama at Oklahoma could be a preview of what's to come not too long from now once both those schools officially join the conference. Some other SEC hoops news. Jackson Robinson, one of a handful of Arkansas players to enter the transfer portal. Looks like he's found a new school. He will be heading out west for next season. Took to Twitter on Thursday to announce he is committed to BYU. Robinson appeared in 16 games for Arkansas last year, starting for them. Averaged three and a half points and one rebound per game. 
During non-conference play this year, Alabama Crimson Tide announced they will once again play Gonzaga, but this time in a neutral site game at Legacy Arena in Birmingham in the CM Newton Classic. The game will take place on December 17th. The official press release says season ticket holders will have first access to claim tickets beginning July 11th. Tickets for the general public will be available later in the fall. Alabama coming off finishing last season 19-14, losing to Notre Dame in the first round of the NCAA tournament. But Nate Oates and company, good opportunity to play a really good Gonzaga team once again. And one quick SEC baseball note, Tony Vitello being honored for Tennessee's record-setting 2022 season. Perfect game, one of the leading publications covering college baseball, named Vitello the National Coach of the Year for the second year in a row. His fifth season at Tennessee, the Vols won 57 games, a program record. They won their first SEC regular season and tournament title since 1995 and earned the number one national overall seed. So... Look, they may have lost in the Super Regionals and season came to a crashing halt, but still was a really uh, successful season overall for the Vols and Tony Vitello. And there you have it. That is the latest news around the conference. Thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we're going to have a roundtable catching up with some of our other Locked On hosts to preview the series in Omaha. That coming your way in just a second. But... First, need to remind you that the uh, first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders. The Odyssey Sports Experts, uh, the five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. This episode also brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing number of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that your car needs. Of course, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. You can save 30%, 50%, sometimes even 100% for the same parts uh, from Rock Auto that you can find at a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices reliably low for every customer. They got everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, whatever it is. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. Find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Rolling along here as we get you guys set for a full weekend in Omaha, a full week in Omaha. A lot of people are hoping as their teams get ready to vie for the College World Series. Just getting here is fantastic. Eight teams, half the field SEC teams, and really if we want to go the extra mile, six of the eight teams from the SEC as Texas and Oklahoma will be joining very soon. And joining us now to preview the College World Series going around the horn we welcome in first uh, Stephen Willis from the SEC covering the Ole Miss Rebels locked on, uh, of course, covering the uh, Ole Miss Rebels. Stephen, how are you, man? I'm doing quite well. I'm kind of pumped up. We have a live show, by the way, on post game of Auburn and Ole Miss where everybody can take part in. It's going to be fun. It's going to be our first run at that. We also welcome in Jonathan Davis, who is a host of uh, Locked on uh, Longhorns covering the Texas Longhorns. Jonathan, welcome in, man. Uh, thank you, brother. Yes, uh, like you said, current Big 12 team, but future SEC team. And it looks like the SEC is dominating the College World Series this year. 
and we just have to throw it out there and bring in the full complement of our new our new neighbors, Josh Helmers, uh, who hosts a uh, Locked On Sooners, covering the Oklahoma Sooners. Josh, what's up, man? If Norman is any indication, then yes, Oklahoma is officially ready to accept its formal bid as an SEC member as soon as I don't know last summer for Sooner fans. So yes, for all intents and purposes, there's six. Not one, not two, not three, six SEC schools in the College World Series. Amazing. Well, for the purpose of this, I'll rely on Stephen and myself. We'll represent Arkansas and Auburn and Texas A&M from that perspective. But I do want to start here, guys. We'll go around the horn, and let's start with you, Stephen. Give me a real quick uh, synopsis on what you think about this Ole Miss team and how exciting it is where it felt like maybe a month ago that Mike Bianco was dead man walking, and here he is in Omaha. Yeah, it's pretty cool to think about because at the beginning of the season, I think after the third series in the SEC play, Ole Miss's ERA was around nine. Now this is a pitching team. They had two shutouts in the Super Regional, um, the highest, the lowest ERA going into the games. And it's just – that has just completely spurred their turnaround. And honestly, because they were at one time seven and 14 in the SEC – this makes all of this excitement um, even more than even before. It, it's pretty cool. Uh, Jonathan, let's go to you with uh, Texas baseball. I know David Pierce, um, you know, it, it's been an interesting ride. I saw this team in person this year and no denying how uh, strong of a factor the Hispanic Titanic is crushing home run after home run. But give me a quick thought on this Texas team. Yeah, so I actually saw them play twice this year and they lost both games, so I can't go to any more games. But um, when you look at it, you talked about it. It starts with the Hispanic Titanic and what he was able to do in a record-breaking season. This Texas team uh, hit more home runs than they ever have um, than any other Texas team in history. And we know that this Texas team, when we talk about college baseball, has a lot of history. Um, and so now they're, the, you know, because of what happened to Tennessee, they're the betting favorite. And I, I think they're really interesting going into the College World Series. I really like the resolve that they showed in the ECU series. They lost the first game and they were down a lot in the second game. We're able to pull that out and then beat them in the deciding third game. And now I think coming into the College World Series, obviously, there's a lot of hype behind them. They are, uh, you know, the betting favorites, the favorites to win. And I think it remains to be seen, you know, what they're going to be able to do. You know, baseball is that sport where anything can happen. And on any given day, you know, your best player can be who you didn't expect it to be. And so um, we've seen, you know, a little bit of shakiness from the bullpen at times. And the offense has faltered. Um, it's been inconsistent. You know, some days it looks like the best in college baseball. And some days it has you, um, you know, desiring for more. So um, we'll see what they're able to do in the College World Series. But I think rightfully so. They're the, the betting favorite. And then I think if they can put everything together, they should be. Um, hoisting the trophy at the end. Josh Helmer, Skip Johnson has done a, a pretty good job since he's been there at Oklahoma. Give me a quick thought on the Sooners team. Well, as good of a job as Skip Johnson has done, I think there were some that even, even as recent as a couple of months ago before Oklahoma won its final five regular season, Big 12 series, and then obviously the, the Big 12 tournament championship, and we know what they did in both Gainesville and Blacksburg. If Oklahoma hadn't made this NCAA tournament, I think there's some that, if not immediately, would have wondered, hey, what does that mean for Skip Johnson at Oklahoma? It's kind of crazy. Around here in Norman, a lot of people felt like the – and a, you know, not that this is Oklahoma-specific, but just thinking about Sooner baseball, kind of the lack of success. You know, this is the first trip to Omaha for OU, dating all the way back to 2010 – 
The 2020 team, a lot of fans in Norman felt like that was a team with the starting rotation that was maybe positioned to get to Omaha. And again, not to pull a rock chalk Jayhawk card. We're still playing for what happened the COVID year two years ago. But I do think this is a little bit of redemption in some senses for Oklahoma and particularly for Skip Johnson in that regard. That season got taken away from him. He needed something positive to happen. And obviously, this OU team's caught absolute fire. We'll stick with you here, Josh. A quick primer on the opening game against Texas A&M. I think it's very interesting that, uh, you know, Jim Schlossnagel, who's been at TCU for God knows forever, uh, a familiarity with an Oklahoma team going up against them, albeit he's in a new place, new digs at Texas A&M, but a lot of familiarity there between Jim Schlossnagel and Oklahoma. What can we expect in this first game? Well, I think just from the Oklahoma perspective, and this would be true of anybody in Omaha trying to win the College World Series, what's the first thing you're going to look at is you want great starting pitching, right? So Oklahoma needs that from Jake Bennett. They feel like they found that in their number three guy in Cade Horton, and they really like what they have in David Sandlin in their number two. The surprising thing for Oklahoma is just kind of the power surge that they have found throughout this postseason push. Peyton Graham has established himself as a star. Tanner Treadaway was unbelievable in what was the rubber match win over Virginia Tech. He hit four for five and was part of that good start for OU with Peyton Graham homering early in that game. The familiarity, yeah, it's it's interesting seeing a familiar face on this stage in Texas A&M, and we joke about the SEC thing, but, you know, for OU, it's not just the familiarity with the coach there. It's the familiarity with Texas A&M dating back to A&M being in the Big 12. Jonathan, you guys play the uh, nightcap on Friday. Uh, you get Notre Dame, who, man, just took care of business against Tennessee. They were not intimidated playing over there at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. What do you make of the matchup with Texas and Notre Dame? Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, really interesting. I think the key for Texas is you're going to need quality starts from Pete Hansen and Tristan Stevens. I think what we've seen at times this year what kind of have been Texas's downfall is that bullpen, right? And, and we saw even in that ECU series, they had to use, you know, Pete Hansen and Tristan Stevens and get into those bullpens early. And I think that really hurt them. Um, so I think in this matchup, you're going to need, you know, Pete Hansen, I believe he's going to be the starter to come out and give you a quality start, you know, six innings or maybe even more than that and less than three earned runs, not have to rely on the bullpen too early or too much, and then allow that offense to go out there and, and put up runs and hopefully put up enough to win and take their first game against Notre Dame. But I think the key is going to be, you know, Tristan Stevens and Pete Hansen being able to consistently deliver you quality starts throughout the rest of this College World Series, not have to rely on that bullpen too much and not stretch them out because we've seen at times when Texas has to go to that bullpen early, that's their downfall. Uh, the early game on Saturday, it'll be Stanford against Arkansas. And I'll just say this, I watched a little bit of Stanford against UConn. Man, they could score some runs uh, that offense is electric. Arkansas, they've got the edge in pitching, I, I would say, a little bit. I love what Connor Nolan has done so far this postseason. So Arkansas, I'm riding with them. I'm picking them to beat Stanford. And so that's the early game. But the night game on Saturday, a fun one, a rematch of a series we already saw this year in the SEC, Auburn against Ole Miss. Steven, what do the Rebs need to do to take down the Auburn Tigers? They need to, uh, first of all, they need to continue pitching the way they have been over the last five games, the regional and the super regional. The second thing is they don't need to pitch to Sonny Deshare at all. They just need to put him on base, Barry Bondrill, um, do that for the whole game. If that happens, um, I think Auburn's offense might be stifled a little bit. 
Um, but this could be a game that's like three to two as the final. Um, and really good, two really evenly matched team. Butch Thompson, I think, is from Aberdeen, Mississippi. So this is going to meet a bunch to him as well. Now, also, Tim Elko and Jacob Gonzalez and guys like that, if they can channel what they did in the Super Regional was not play three-run home run ball, but actually just play gap-to-gap, um, they'll be in good shape in um, Charles Schwab Field or whatever it's called now um, because that park is so big. But if it, they try to just play three-run homer ball and gorilla ball and LSU 1999, Ole Miss could be in a little bit of trouble, but I don't think they will. TD, Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, whatever the sponsor is, it's a big ballpark. And uh, early years, we did not see home run balls. That wind was blowing in, and we did not see a lot of home runs. And then last year, we saw 26 home runs there. So the numbers have picked up. It, it seems like maybe it might be a more hitter-friendly park. Last thing, guys, go around the horn. I'll ask you to put your analyst hat on. You can be a homer if you want, or you can go analyst route, whatever it is. But give me your objective opinion, Josh Helmer, who is winning the College World Series this year. Well, it, it pains me to say, but I, I do think the Texas Longhorns have a great chance to, to win this national championship. I like Oklahoma and Texas to meet up in that uh, winner's bracket game. We'll see how it plays out from there. Sandlin, Oklahoma's number two starter, has been largely good. But again, uh, he, he was tagged for a couple of runs, I think five versus Virginia Tech in that second game of their super regional. So if that happens, I don't know if Oklahoma has the pitching depth time. I'd love to see, I think maybe a little bit ahead of schedule for them in that regard to win a national championship, either Texas or Stanford to me, the two favorites. He is Josh Helmer locked on Sooners. How about uh, Jonathan Davis locked on Longhorns who you got winning it all? I'm going chalk, baby. I'm going with Texas. Uh, you know, I, I think that the offense is there. Um, this is a team that can explode at any time. And, and I think they have the confidence now. I, I think this is a team that in the ECU series, they might have, you know, once they were able to get past that, I think they said, OK, now, you know, we're the favorite. It's time to handle business. I think they have that confidence. And, and like I said, I think if Pete Hansen and Tristan Stevens can be the pitchers that we saw at the beginning of the season when they're just lights out in every start, then I think that the bullpen will be able to come in in their traditional roles. I think the offense is going to roll, and I think Texas does enough to win the College World Series this year, but it's going to be tough. You know, they have to get through either A&M or Oklahoma, their two biggest rivals, to get there and win it, and anything can happen in those series. And we know, like I said earlier, in the game of baseball, anything can happen, right? You know, any one of these eight teams has a chance to win it, and so um, I, I, that's what makes the game interesting, and that's what makes it so fun. But I'm going to go chalk, and I'm going to go Texas and say they get it done. They have the pedigree. They have the players. They have the history, and, and they're going to be hoisting another trophy this year. A lot of people do think it is an open field. Stephen Willis locked on Ole Miss. Who wins it all? Well, I think the hottest team in baseball right now is Ole Miss. They're, they won their last three games by a combined score of 37-6 to six in the Super Regional and the Regional. Um, but I, I do like Texas – to advance, they're probably the favorite overall. And just think about this real quick. Texas has to go through Oklahoma, Texas A&M, like he said. And if everything goes right on the other side, potentially Arkansas as well. So every rival that Texas has, <laughs> man, that that would be – because nobody likes beating Texas like an um, Arkansas Razorback. I've noticed that over the last few years. I mean, they're really weird about that. Yeah, don't lose Texas because you will hear it from whoever you lose to. You know, the the talk the talking is coming. I'll pick the Arkansas Razorbacks. I like the revenge tour for Dave Van Hoor. 
Dave Van Horn, last year's team was more talented than this year's team, but I feel like they learned from their mistakes, losing how they did last year in the Super Regional. I think they bounced back, and Arkansas wins it this year. Guys, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Best of luck to all your teams, and have a great weekend, everybody.